Here at Mountain Dew, it's easy to tell who really loves the outdoors. For one thing, there's the rack on your car and the hitch on the back of your truck. There's your garage full of toys, from dirt bikes to wakeboards. And there's your cooler full of Mountain Dew, always at the ready. Because when it's time to get out there, you know, climb into your deer stand or your fishing boat, a cooler of ice-cold Mountain Dew, that's as important a piece of outdoor gear as your spinning rod or your four-wheeler. Mountain Dew. Get out and do. Alright guys, we are back here with part two of the No Gimmick Seed of Wrestling Podcast, episode 139. And joining us that wasn't here for part one, and that's my main man, the man with the reality, Q-Flow Flow, the rookie. What's going on, everybody? We uh, surprisingly still got our jobs. Yes, so. we do. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yep. That's a blessing. That, you know, we, we, we out here, we are still getting paid. So that is good. Can't say the same about some other people. And uh, so we, we still got much to talk about. And, of course, the, the news just keeps dropping when it comes to uh, WWE. When we think that we're in this pandemic, we got nothing to talk about. Man, they are really hitting us hard this week. They uh, are. Q-Flow wasn't here yesterday when we was talking about the, uh, you know, the, the superstars that they got let go, obviously, from Missing Man and everything. And then now... Today, they, they released a couple more superstars, including uh, the most known name on that list was Cassius Ono. Oh, no. Oh, no. no. You know, and I, I, was, I have been a fan of Chris Hero for years. I, I, I was a big fan of Chris Hero. I liked him on the indie well, scene. About to be a fan again because Chris Hero about to come back. Exactly. I'm about to say, yeah, so he's been on the indie scene for a while. Huh? I said with a vengeance. Yeah. And like I said, I, I see him when he seen very huge basketball fan like myself. They tell about jerseys he wears to the ring, but then he went to NXT, which I thought was a great place for him. And he went to, and he's been a coach over there and and put NXT UK. I don't know as of right now. I know he may be going on pro wrestling tees and selling some of his old merch stuff there to make keep making some money. However, you know the Indies right now is dead until we get past this thing. And it's once again, it sucks again that WWE has let go another employee. But uh, Q, I, 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 you wasn't here yesterday. I want to get your take on how you feel about it because you know the more and more this thing sits in my mind, the more and the more I see people on social media like defending WWE, and a lot of times it's, it's kind of making me mad. Yeah, it's uh, making me mad too. Let's be real. I don't know. I don't know if y'all mentioned it. Uh, y'all know me. I, I'll mention it. Yeah. Nobody asked for the XFL to come back in the first place. <laughs> said Let's no one. Is, said no one ever. This is why everybody's getting fired because you jumped the gun thinking we wanted the XFL back. The virus hit. You went bankrupt. Now people got to lose their jobs because you wanted to bring that fake ass football series back. Up. No, that's not fair. And then, and then your best friend Trump got the nerve to say. Vince McMahon is going to be part of the team to help rebuild and open up the economy and open up the economy. The man who just fired half his roster, including the legendary Kurt Angle, mm-hmm. like he and, and, and filed for bankruptcy. He's going to help. Oh, okay, okay, great. I can't see. What, I, I can't wait to see what he's going to say. Because <laughs> I, if if one businessman can't do it, two businessmen. Can't over the economy, which is this is fucking asinine to me. And what's even what's what what was sitting on me was making even more mad. It's like 
WWE, out of all the companies besides Amazon, is probably one of the only companies in the United States that'll be okay. They they will not take a hit like this like people like they're trying to make it seem like they are. And for some reason in their mind, in Vince McMahon's mind, he truly believes that the world needs not not the United States, the world needs the world, WWE. Man. When they had that PR comment that came out that said uh, we are woven into the fabric of of of, of America of, of people. I'm like, are you, who who fucking wrote this? <laughs> and, and I'm sitting saying like, wait, but hold on. You, so you mean to tell me if WWE takes a break for a couple months, we won't we won't know what to do? On on one hand, look, I am appreciative of these superstars that are going leaving their families and coming to entertain us. But on some real shit. If it comes to your health, fuck that. I don't need to be in it. First of all, we look. It's a scary time, but do you know why it's more scary? It's more scary because we don't know what's going on, what's happening. But there have been times like this, and it's been worse. Can you imagine us living back in the seventies or the sixties, or even when 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 the swine uh, when the swine flu happened? There was no social media. There was no streaming services. There was no TV. There was nothing to keep us occupied, period. Yes, we're bored in the house because as an economy, as a people in 2020, in the 21st century, we are spoiled. But all the technology that we have to do, you know, like there was no phones to, you know, keep in contact unless I, unless I wrote you a letter. There was no, you know, say obviously for us to do podcasts right now or or be on IG or you know watch Netflix or anything like that. So it's not like we don't have anything to try to keep you know to try to mend this time. But for for some reason they truly think that we need WWE. And now you got all these men and women out there producing everything who have lost their jobs. Because then on top of that, Vince lied because, like you said, Q Flo, that he would have bring XFL back. Vince was supposed to bring back the XFL with his own money, mm-hmm. and he did. He, he he tied that in there where WWE owned about twenty three percent of that, and, and they they took a hit when that thing went bankrupt. First of all, so his credibility in the business in the business world is t- is taking a hit. But he's going to help us open the economy again. Like how? I want to keep layering that on there. Like how I don't understand how, like 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 that's the thing. I mean, I, fine, that's your homeboy, and you know, what I'm saying you feel as though because first of all, you, you're not going to stronghold governments to open up their states because the governors have already said if we feel as though that we're not ready and we not open up the state, so it's basically y'all against them. You can't, this is not business. Business you can stronghold people into doing certain things. This is politics. This is different. And, right. and WWE plays a shitty politics game when it comes to their business anyway. And, I, and when when my wife on part one was explaining everything and breaking down the shares and stuff like that, I'm sitting there getting like really upset because to the point, I'm sitting there thinking, really? I don't... All the people they have let go, and I mean, it has been rumored number that it was about 40% of the company that was let go. Forty percent. 
40% of the company is gone. And you you got rid of some big time names, but I'm just like, but for what? And you be telling me they, they couldn't weather the storm without holding on to those guys, uh, to hold on to those superstars. You got you got superstars busting their ass because all this whole WWE, you know, we're a family. You know, what I'm saying we're you know, say it's a WWE fan, it's the universe, and, and they look out. Look, they got records for looking out for people, but I mean, look, let's let's be fucking real here. And they talk about this anti-bullying campaign, like CM Punk was talking about, but they the real bullies. And I'm sitting there saying, okay, so. We so we so much of a family. You know, you had to the reserve cash. I mean, this is to the point where fans don't even have to come into the arena, and WWE still makes money. They still indie. That's why the indies is dead because if there's no fans, there's no money. WWE still gets money from their TV deals. WWE still got money coming from Saudi Arabia. WWE still got money from merchandise. WWE still got money, period. Network. Mm-hmm. And, and the network and, and all that stuff. And, and you mean to tell me that as I'm thinking about it, I'm like, you know, every business has to cut costs. It, it may come to the point, unfortunately, AD may have to cut costs. But I'm like to the point where you really probably could have saved some of these people's jobs. I mean, can I? I don't. Wanna, I'm not. I don't want to say play devil's advocate because that's that's not where I'm at with this. But to be completely honest, you could have just left these people alone. You could have left some of these folks in the Indies and not had to spread your roster so thin, and it probably wouldn't be an issue. If we're just being honest, he you're right. He had the whore. He had the horse superstars either. That's what he was doing. He was hoarding them. They weren't doing. They weren't doing anything. But that day. But I mean, if you want to hoard them. You know, what I'm saying at least have have some security w- for them as well. That's what that's what I'm saying. Yeah. If you if it's that deep, because you got greedy and you was like, "Well, I want all these people because they're considered good, and I don't want them going anywhere else." Everybody has to be here if they're the cream of the crop. Cool. So, but then you spread the roster so thin that you got all these people sitting in the back not doing anything. Now I'm not saying that Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins and all them was going to be mega stars. But it's not like you can't put them in storylines and not reuse the same people over and over again. Do you can find stuff to do for these people? I mean, I, I don't know. Leo Rush and Drake Maverick were in the tournament. Facts in the tournament. Oh, oh, oh wait, 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 wait. Let me reiterate. Let me reiterate. Drake Maverick's still in the tournament. Yeah. Which makes no sense. That doesn't make any sense. And I'm just very... I'm like, how many more people on the 205 Live roster? One, y'all asked the whole 205 Live show, y'all, because y'all was just like, this is not... This is not going where we wanted it to go. How many people, like I said yesterday, was on that roster that y'all could have let go in the first place that weren't doing anything? But if... But like, I was talking, but now, like, because I was listening to Good, Good Mike, where I was like, he's bringing up some points... Uh, make sure you check out good micro commentaries at the Wing Eagle podcast. Uh, he's making some good points. I'm sitting there thinking, like, could it have been a possibility that they could have weathered the storm by keeping their talent? I, it could have been possible. I can't say it's, it was impossible. Again, I don't know all the inner workings, but I know they probably have a lot of overhead from mm. all the people they they employ, whether their contractors are employees. And just the inner workings of of everything they have going on, but 
I can't say that they they couldn't have. I mean, all, everybody's not don't have big money contracts. Yeah. And like, because I like I was saying yesterday, these folks that's getting let go are not big money contract folks. So except holding on to them, for, what would have heard of what? Except for, um, well, holding on to them probably wouldn't have wouldn't have really hurt. But like I say, it looks good to say, look at all these people we got rid of, and now we have we've opened up our salary, like what we're paying folks for um, four million dollars a month, which four million dollars a month ain't nothing to scoff at. A lot of money, mm-hmm. you know. You're talking about 48. What's that? 48 million dollars a year. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of money. But I just, I don't know. Truly, don't. I, I, I don't know what the hell's going on over there. So, with, with, with that being said, WrestleMania 37 has come up, mm-hmm. and there are reports that WWE is trying to have a plan B for WrestleMania 37. So, obviously, WrestleMania 37 was supposed to be in Hollywood, California next year. They haven't been to Hollywood since 2005. And now, once again, it is early. It's still a year away. But, however, but however, I'm saying to, I can't tell what's going to happen in a year. You know what I'm saying? But, but, but however, you do need to start making plans if things is not going to... Because, look, we could have said last year... Anybody said last year we could have things in place. We, do you think we would thought a pandemic was going to be here this year? No, but now that this has happened, you probably should have a contingency plan because most places, like my job, we have our meeting. The week after the meeting, they flip the website uh-huh. to the next year's meeting, and they start planning it. The yeah. week after, people are still traveling home and wrapping up stuff and taking their downtime. Because they're jet lagged and they've already started planning the next meeting. Mm-hmm. So you gotta be it's gotta be like that. You gotta have a contingency plan in place. So right now, the WWE is dealing with two problems as a research of the plan B. And that is uh number one, the state of California is not oh they don't know if by that time the state of California is gonna be allowing large gatherings. Mm-hmm. Number two, with one of those construction workers getting sick, there is a hole put in place of the building of the SoFi Stadium. So it's not finished yet. So it was supposed to be done. So what construction worker got sick? Oh, it, don't know why I know by name. I'm saying, where, what are we talking about? Okay. Uh, uh, the, the, one of the workers that were working on the SoFi Stadium. Okay. Is that the one in LA? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's the new one that they building. That's supposed to be done by August. No, July. Because, July? Okay. Because they got to get it ready for the uh, preseason. Yeah, for preseason football. Because that, that's 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 where the new Rams, right? And and uh, the Chargers are gonna play it. Okay. So yeah, well, that's where the Rams and Chargers are gonna play it. That's what be done by July. Mm-hmm. But they suspended work work on that because the guy got Somebody sick. Got yeah. And of course, yeah, we two issues. So we don't know. So we don't know if it's even going to be done in time. And if it is, it's going to be shoddy. Yeah, because you want to do it right. And the question is, is people are saying like, so they're thinking, what is the plan? They're trying to get a plan B of WrestleMania, and Vince is still trying to look at different cities, even as close to Arizona. You can't pay everybody off. 
No, you can't. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> All right, I ain't going there with that man. All right, I ain't going there. No, no, I mean, I mean you, you, you quite can't because I'm saying because right now WWE's on a lot of people's shit list right now. Uh, so I'm sitting thinking to myself like, okay, I'm thinking because see, once again, I don't know what the fuck these businessmen are going to try to stronghold these doctors and these people are in to try and doing within the next couple months. Because look, that's the only reason why. Vincent, his his boy is doing this in the first place. Those are some stronghold businessmen that mm-hmm. obviously don't be nice to getting all their billions of dollars. Mm-hmm. So he feels as though if he can get a team of strong-minded, cutthroat businessmen, then maybe whatever they whatever they want to get out of this, they can do. And the the, the wake up call is it ain't gonna work that way. I don't no. know. I don't know how it will work, but I mean, I mean they're they gonna try. They're gonna try and fit that square peg in a round hole. It, even they force it somehow. So, what what, what do you think? Because they don't want to come back to the PC, and I don't think fans want to come back to the PC. I don't want them back at the PC either. But it is what it is at this point. Yeah. Any... I don't know what's gonna happen, honestly. I don't know neither. I just know these three phases that our president's talking about, there's no way we gonna get clear of phase three by next year. And what I mean by that, I'm not talking about we stuck in the house until next year. That's not what I'm saying. That's not part phase three is part of large gatherings. That that's the thing. When you got seventy 80, 90,000 people. There's just no control over that. Mm-mm. You can sit there and have all the sanitizers you want. You can sit there and have all... Look, they got... Cute, prime time, we all been to wrestling events and go inside the bathroom. We're like, this shit's gross. Oh, <laughs> gross. Yep. gross is an understatement. And they don't care what sickness season is in town. People are gross out there in public. We have seen people... Not wash your hands, come out, stand in line to get some, uh, get food. to get food, and they're exchanging money. I'm about to say, now you're handing money to the person you ain't, uh, dropping I'm about to say, you know what I'm saying, and they pay cash, and I gotta go pay cash, and I get their change. That shit's gross. That's just gross. So, you can put memes in place like, first of all, if you're not gonna check 80,000 people's temperature, you're not doing it. That that is a tedious all two day thing. You're not doing it. Number two, uh, you can put sanitizer all all over the place. People are not going to use it. I mean, let's be honest. The way we we attend sport and events and concerts and all that right now ain't sanitary in the first place. Mm-hmm. You really got seventy thousand people sitting on top of each other. Even in the floor seats, you still close to people. You elbow to elbow with people. That's why people uh-huh. with, like meat plants and stuff was getting sick by uh, like by the hundreds because they elbow to elbow with each other doing this stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to a sporting event sitting like this, holding my shoulders in and rubbing with the next person in the next year or so. It's mm-hmm. not happening. I mean, I will say I don't think it's going to be better by next year. You got colleges pushing their like canceling their whole fall semester. Mm-hmm. 
because they're like, it's no way. How are we going to have all these kids on campus in class eating and all this right on top of each other? It's, it's, it's just not going It's not going to work out like they think it's going to work out. No. And, uh, not for, I mean, if you want to open up a library and some restaurants to bring some kind of normalcy in there, that's fine. That's that's why I think it's probably going to happen. Mm-hmm. And you you gotta do a little a little at a time. I, I think, I, in my strong belief, I think a restaurant will open this year again. Yeah, I think not gonna it's not yeah. going to go back to how it was instantly. But I think mm. the restaurants uh, restaurants will eventually like, open. Like, like like to the point where it's like, hey, we can have up to fifty guests. Mm-hmm. First come, first serve. At the other table, you know, sanitize people, leave that kind of thing. They yeah, do that. I, I I can see them doing that, and then. We, we, you know, it could go back to some kind of normalcy, a little bit, but you can you can kiss that stadium stuff goodbye. And even if even if, just just out of y'all opinion, would y'all want to go to an eighty thousand people stadium? <laughs> Definitely not. It's, like they open kind of talks. Like, hey, nobody trying to get that fresh batch of fresh batch of Rona, man, <laughs> at or all. anything else. Raw, unfiltered, uncured. Just the plat right there on you. I'm like, no, thank you. You want a fresh batch, fresh out the oven. Cause yeah, I, 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 I don't want that at all. Cause I, I'm gonna be timid to go there. Even when the things open back, I'll be timid to go to the barbershop. I'll have to wait like two weeks. Yeah. And I know I'm not the. You got the people that's gonna be out there first, but then you got the people that's gonna be like, hey, I'm gonna wait too. So it's gonna be crowded for like the next month. Every single day, no matter what day you go, you know, and, and that's the day we live in. So I, I, I mean, I don't know what their plan B, you know, ensues, but you know, I, it is a little, little messed up that you know uh, they've been not having in California, which also pisses me off too because every state that they don't have this in pushes us further back because you know they got to make up for Tampa. If they don't go to Cali, we got they got to make up for Cali, and we just never gonna get we, we just like never gonna get this Philadelphia WrestleMania. Nope. Like at all. I like we just never get in this Philadelphia fucking WrestleMania. I don't unless, fucking get unless it. they unless they name a uh, city in Florida, Philadelphia, or California. How you funny? You funny shit right there. WrestleMania, Philadelphia, Florida. Yeah, Philadelphia, Philadelphia, Mississippi. Or New Orleans. Because you know they always go to New Orleans. Say what? Isn't there a Hollywood, Florida? Yeah, Florida got fucking everything. I'm, I'm yeah. pretty sure there's a Hollywood, Florida. Well, there is a Hollywood, Florida. Florida. It's like... There's a Hollywood, Florida. There's a Philly, yeah. Mississippi. And there's a Miami, Ohio. Yep. Uh-huh. probably been all them places. But you gotta stick to Florida. Nah, Hollywood, Florida is like the dunes. You said what? Hollywood is what? It's like, it's like the dunes. Ugh. But so on some other news of the WWE though, because as much as you know, like I said, I want to shit on them. I have to give them credit for this. So Money in the Bank is still scheduled to be what May tenth. Yeah, uh, yeah, May tenth. Yeah. Did y'all both hear the new concept for Money in the Bank? Jesus Christ! Oh yeah. Q4, did you hear the new concept for Money in the Bank? Yeah. Yeah. So Money in the Bank. It's going to be taking place and recorded at Titans Tower, the WWE headquarters in Stanford, Connecticut. The seventh floor tower, 
where they recorded the Raw commercial back in the 90s, back when they was wrestling up on Titan Tower, back when they recorded the SmackDown, was it SmackDown uh, PlayStation game at, or SmackDown 2, no, the, the first SmackDown game. I have to know your opinion of how do y'all take this news? It's interesting. Yeah. I just say it's interesting. Um, I just know Jeff is Jeff Hardy is somewhere right now plotting yeah. on a way to give us all a heart yep. attack. <laughs> yep. If Shane was still here, he like Dad. Let me, let me drop the build. I'm like, no, it's a he, skyscraper. He, might, he yeah. might say okay. They had enough trouble that he might be like. Listen, know. listen. We in the we in the we we in the the quarantine era. Vince might let it rot. Like you know what? I'm bank. Uh, I just filed for bankruptcy. I need the money. You get the views. Go ahead. I need the money. It's good shit. It's such good shit. That's right. So the, my, my question is at first. So it's apparently there's gonna be a ring on top of the building. Oh, yeah, and I seen them building something on top of it. They yeah. show like a preview. But and again, isn't this in Connecticut? Yes. Ain't yeah. nobody finna shut this down? <laughs> that, that's just their building. What does that mean? Didn't we talk about how this man in his universe sees himself as the almighty? And like I said, what does that mean? Listen, uh, I, it could be, this could be my house, but if I decide to have a barbecue in the backyard, the cops is coming and flogging my ass up. Yeah. But they not doing it to Vince. <laughs> I'm just, so, I don't know Vince. I don't know if he talked to somebody in Connecticut, Shane's old school teacher, whatever the hell they had to what do. Shane's old school teacher. <laughs> Vince is going to call Trump because he's here to help open the economy. And he going to tell them that he got to make the Connecticut governor open some shit up. I mean, it's a seventh floor building, so it's like, hey, we all in this together, so. We so this is I mean like, we not out there in the world we in we in my building so what the I don't look I, okay no I okay. agree with you okay. but I'm saying right now go ahead <laughs> go ahead I'm saying but you keep saying the same thing like we don't like know this is Vince McMahon I know Vince McMahon is going to rec- if he wants to record this thing at Titan Tower fine but it, here's the concept of it though it's not just fighting a ladder match on the roof. Mm-hmm. They have to go through the whole building to get to the roof. They have to fight. There, this is like WCW, uh, Ray the Rumble with the with, with the whole triple cage idea. This was like we got all these empty cubicles. Go destroy them. The I was gonna say this feels more like something hokey, like Hogan versus the Giant. On oh, top of the remember that? And he fell off the top of the building. <laughs> And I feel like something like that gonna happen. He's gonna fall off the gonna fall off the building. Now, now the, the, the funny thing is, we don't necessarily we only know a couple names that's in the match. Unless, it, uh, is there any spoilers, Prime? Nah, they only they are like what Daniel Bryan. Daniel uh, Bryan beats Cesaro on SmackDown. Yeah. Next week is gonna be oh, Buddy. Oh, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, somebody needs to give me my props because. Um, Didn't I call Tamina getting a title shot after this Dark Side of the Moon? Yeah, so she could get so she could get uh there. Yeah, where she get a title I, shot? I didn't, say, I didn't say she. Tamina 
uh, it's Tamina versus Bailey. Bailey, for the yeah. title at Money Bailey in the Bank. Bailey. What? Ew. I, I told mean, y'all at the dark. I said at at the dark side of the moon came out. Tamina's probably gonna get a title shot. I ain't say she's gonna win. I just said she getting a title shot. What do you think the album had to do with Tamina getting a title shot? It's going to be one of those things where, like, it's going to be Snooker. He don't know. He didn't get it. It's fine. Never mind. Oh, I didn't hear you. I didn't hear you. I just heard. I said, what does the Pink Floyd album have to do with Tamina getting a title shot? Oh. You keep saying Dark Side of the Moon. That's, I'm just, never mind. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, Dark Side of the Ring. My bad. Yes. He's like, all right, what are we doing? Okay. No. uh, Uh, I'm a five. I'm over here. Teddy Riley ended up, man. My bad. Uh, so, ill. That's not what I want to hear, but I guess this was going to happen. Uh, yeah, she needed. She probably gonna talk. Neither did I. Well, I mean, so barely get shit. Just trying to have, have something to do. to do. Whoa! Okay. You know what I mean? Whoa. You know what I mean? You know what? I'm Teddy Riley in it too. Ooh. You know, to me, an extra large. <laughs> okay. Uh, she she said that I was right there. I, I don't have time. Uh, but so they had to wrestle their way through this building to get I, to the roof. I did not hear that. I'm, then I'm, once they get to the roof, they can climb the ladder and then win the Money in the Bank ladder match. Okay. Do you know what? This sounds awesome. If they do it right, we can see somebody jump die. Like, Wait a minute! <laughs> he be but, me. But, relax, be but here's the thing, though, with the match placement setup, I'm like, ill, because look, Drew Gulak is probably going to beat King King Corbin. Oh uh, yeah, probably. Uh, Buddy Murphy's probably going to beat Mysterio. Gulak's going against Corbin. Yeah. Uh, okay. I say Corbin will win there. Apollo Cruz is going to beat MVP. Uh, we don't know. Peter said he retired by four times. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> he came back to put more people over. I want him to sit down. I mean, he kind of is. He just like, he get get up every now and then. So we felt I, I felt Buddy Murphy is going to beat Mysterio. I, I'm sitting there thinking to myself, where's AJ Styles in this match? Mm-hmm. I don't think he's going to be in the match. I, I felt as though AJ Styles should have been in the match because. And where's Jeff Hardy? You know, those kind of people, I felt as though... Is it, is it two brands or one? Say what? Is it both brands or one? Because if it's only SmackDown, then... No, know, it's Raw and SmackDown. Okay, okay. Three from Raw, three from SmackDown. So the Raw ones, the Raw matches was Mysterio and Murphy, Apollo Crews and MVP, and uh, what, was the, what was the third one from... Uh, of all, it was uh, Austin Theory versus uh, uh, Alistair Black. Alistair Black. So change a lot. So m- most likely, it'll probably be Alistair Black, Apollo Cruz, and Buddy Murphy, <clears throat> and on the Raw side. Then SmackDown, you have Daniel Bryan. Drew Gulak is probably going to be Corbin, but if they if him and Daniel Bryan friends, they're probably going to have a, a you know Corbin win. Which I'm like, why? But they're probably going to have that happen. And then, uh, I, I don't know who the third match over there for SmackDown uh, is. Sasha and Lacey Evans. No, no, I, I'm talking about uh, the men. Oh, for the men? Uh, I'll find it. Yeah, so that right there, I'm like, 
So we're going to have this this awesome kind of thing where they have to uh, fight at the bottom and explore this whole building. And you mean to tell me that Corbin and I don't get Jeff Hardy, I don't get AJ Styles, I don't get these kind of people that I would love to see fight on top of Titan Tower? It's not about what you love to see. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're right on that one. Start with Vince one. Well, Almost good shit. <laughs> and like I said, it, it, it was starting on the ground floor, and the briefcase would be hanging somewhere above the roof of the building, which has seven floors. Seven floors. And I mean, honestly, if you want to make this thing creative. They're not they, running a fade on seven. They're not running a fade up seven floors. This is going to. Now, they no say. They, they might come. They might leave and come back to it or something. No, no, they said, first of all, I'll just bring it to you. Recording started on Tuesday. They've been recording, they recorded most of this already. Recording started on Tuesday, and it was noted that it started from early in the morning to a little past midnight. Jesus. They was recording all day. They were saying. That don't shock me. The Boneyard message said it took eight hours. Uh-huh. Now, I hope all those people are going to still be good, not injured or nothing like that. Mm-hmm. They, they, they said it was in Connecticut, so it was very cold. So, oh. superstars were, were, were complaining about being cold. They said that it was hard for them to stop, pause for a minute, because they was recording a lot of matches simultaneously. So, what? I have a question. Is it like, is the whole pay-per-view going to be there, or is it just that match? Well, as as, 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 as as what I know right now, it sounds like the whole uh, pay per view is going to be there. The whole, the whole pay per view. I thought it was just the the Money in the Bank match. I, I did the Money in the Bank match. Only, only thing that's going to start from the like the the floor, but I think I I, I it looks like this thing is going to be at Titan Tower because it says on Friday. The organization announced it will be holding its ne- next pay per view at the money, uh, money in the Bank at its corporate headquarters in Stanford, Connecticut. And most of the people that they got in this poster is not even gonna be at the pay per view. <laughs> I mean, for real. They I mean, fired the person who made the poster from. Come on. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. So, obviously, like I said, I think, I guess it gives it that because look. Now let's be real. This is this is the other side of the coin. It's been a strain watching these empty arena shows. Yep. And I think AEW has handled it the best when it comes to the empty arena shows. Well, to a to a certain extent. Yes, to a certain. Not that uh, that commentary with forty five minutes of Jr. Oh, you finally saw it. Oh. Oh. Yes. Is that a yes? I watched two minutes of it. No, bro, you had to come on, bro. You, <laughs> you drew. Uh, but then, when it comes to like the video shooting, WWE's been killing with that though. Mm-hmm. People like the Boneyard match. People like the Firefly Funhouse. People love the Gorgano and Ciampa match. That was a whole hour. Yeah, I think this might be more like the Gorgano Ciampa match. Not as lot. cinematic. Yeah, I said. I think. I, I mean, you kind of got to kind of re- record it. Cinematic, but you could turn that into like one big ass movie. 
think they're gonna do it. I'm just saying, I don't think they're gonna do it as cinematically. Like, just I think they might keep the feel of a regular match, just edit it a bit. Maybe when they get to the roof, but going through yeah. that building, we're going through the building. There's gonna be a lot of cuts. Maybe somebody get punched and fall over the rail and then they disappear. So, yeah, I don't know. That would Yo, be. Do they fight? Do they do, do they fight an emergency exit? Somebody get punched down the stairs. That, that, that would be some funny shit to do. That would be some awesome shit to do. I think you just recreate the stuff that they that they did in the, in the uh, WWF commercial. Yes, I'm gonna say with, with seven floors. Of the, that, look, I would give credit for this when when they do stuff like this. I'm like, okay, when y'all when y'all hand is forced, y'all can really come with some cool shit. And I'm like, just imagine like I think Sasha's gonna get in the match, and just imagine like Oscar back kick Sasha over the rail, and, and you all you hear is ah. She like she fall down the, the shaft, and I was just like, oh, oh well. And she runs. So, so do they? Should they do this like movie style? Yeah, I think it should. I think it really should be movie style because that way you can. If you're going to be, who wants to see a plain match in the corporate headquarters? Where first of all, what what was that movie called? The Dirty Dozen. When the guy had to fight his way through, like, do these different levels. I forgot what it was called. It wasn't the Dirty Dust. It was something else, I think. Uh, but when you have to go through different challenges, and I, I think it, it'll be sucky if we see, like, them brawl at the bottom, uh, at the floor of the uh, the headquarters. One of them take an elevator to the seventh floor. And then it's like, okay, well, the rest of them got to take the elevator. So what you going to all see them take the elevator at the same time? Because no, I mean obviously you want to get there first. So somebody gotta run take the stairs. Somebody gotta keep them down, and then you get there and go to the roof, and it's like let's get to the match to the ladder. No, I really think that is this whole pair of view is gonna be surrounded by those two ladder matches. So if it took eight hours to do a twenty minute boneyard match, mm-hmm. and if they're saying it's early in the morning, so let's let's just say seven o'clock, right to midnight. How that's what. That's over, it's about almost 20, well, how, how many hours is that? 14, 16 hours? What, twice? 18 twice? 16. No, I'm talking from like 7 to midnight. Oh, yeah. 7 to midnight? Yeah, that's about 17 hours. Se- 17 hours. So you have, if you're recording that long and you got to stop, cut, shoot, something like that, you had to be doing something throughout this whole building. You have to be. Yeah, a lot of camera cuts and camera tricks and edits. And it's just that it, it just bums me that certain people aren't in this matchup. Because like, like you said, Jeff Hardy, I'm like, bruh, I would love to see a Jeff Hardy dive. Jeff Hardy probably be that dang For real. He might just interrupt the women's match and say, I got to die somehow today. No, but here's the thing. We all think of Jeff, like I said, today with Shane, it's edited, it's cut. Man, they gonna, Jeff Hardy is going to lie. He may jump off the side of the building, but he really ain't. They know they can't survive that fall. Listen, Jeff Hardy might Hey, it's to. Jeff Hardy. <laughs> it's Jeff Hardy. He might be able to. Shane, yes. Close to Midwest? Maybe, but yeah. Jeff Hardy is. So, look, I mean, honestly, I, 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 I like the idea. And when you have this, you have to think of different concepts to keep yourself entertained. It, if you if you fuck the show's already here, it's already going to be live. There's nothing we can do to change it. Uh, sorry. So that that's you know we, we got to do something that's, that's going to keep interest. And I think that money in the bank concept is going to be interesting. 
Speaking of the show schedule, so did y'all hear the new show, the uh, the new schedule for the show? What? So now it's not going to be live every week. We talked about this yesterday. Did, did, did we talk about this yesterday? Yes. Okay. Yeah, you said it's going to be live one week and then taped the taped next the week, and then taped, live. Yeah, taped two, two shows a week. Yeah, okay, so we did, we, did, we, did, we did talk about that already. So, yeah, so that great idea. Glad that happened. Mm-hmm. So, even though the Force Squad, these stars don't have to fly out once a week, every week, mm-hmm. to go try to do a wall. You just sit there, bust your ass on that Monday, and you take about you take about a good two weeks off, and then come back out. I mean, hey, who who knows? That that may have to change after a month, also. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, the, 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 the world is so flip flip flopping from day to day, from minute to minute. So I'm gonna be honest with you. Before anything else, and before it's probably safe to do so, Vince is going to have everybody back at work like nothing's going on outside. Yep. He's doing that now. No, I mean yeah. like normal. Yeah, because yeah. now he kind of like some of the people that don't, uh, that he's, that don't, that are not comfortable, he said that they can just stay out. He might just start making it mandatory to show up. Yep. That's what I mean. I mean, he's going to start mm. doing this. He's like, fuck your feelings. I don't care. So come or you don't have a job kind of thing. You think they're going to scoff at letting people go because they don't want to come to work? Yes. See, you gotta you gotta go over the history of WWE. He's not going to. In other words, if AJ Styles says "fuck it," I ain't coming to work. If you tell me I have to, I'm going to do that. He's not going to say "fuck AJ," you ain't got no job. He's not saying that AJ Styles. They're going to. I mean, obviously, because we've seen in the past, they will work with you to an extent. But the thing is, how far is that going to go? Because we saw, we've seen that happen with. Sasha, when she was unhappy and she just disappeared. Sasha in the world world should be not have a job right now, but she do. I understand. So, but what I'm saying is, I'm not saying that he's going to fire people right like right off the rip. But he'll probably work with people for a while. But once they've decided that they want the economy to start back up, how is it going to look if they're pressing forward with the economy? opening back up and your your workers don't want to come to work. If the economy is not open back up and Vince is pushing them to come to work and it's still not a safe environment and they don't come and he fires them, how's that made the re look? He, he's going <clears> to <throat> catch 22. He is going to look bad regardless if he fires them or if they say, I don't want to come to work because it's not safe. But him and his homie are out here trying to make everything else open back up. So it's, it's going to look bad either way. It'll be, it'll, it'll, it'll be better if if the wrestlers want to stand up and kind of unionize, which they won't, Mm-mm. but kind of unionize and say, hey, I don't feel safe coming to work, depending on where I'm from or catching the plane or whatever, whatever the hell they got to do. I don't feel safe flying, uh, doing all this, and I want to stay home with my family. He can't fire all superstars if he wants to do that. And if he's going to be stuck with the mid card or the lower card, then if it's got no choice, uh, like like I said, he could be forced to shut down or he could be forced to use the, the resources that he got. That's what I think was going to end up happening. What did JR, it was JR that said, right? You can't, you can't get wrestlers to agree on what to have yeah. for lunch. They not but, going. but some wrestlers don't mind coming to work. Some, some don't. Some don't have as much to lose as others. 
Mm. I, I hate to put it like that, but that's just the fact. If I don't have a house full of kids and a wife and somebody else's support, I might not care about coming to work. Yeah, some of them think that if they come, that they're going to get some extra benefits, like a main event push or something. Yes. I don't know. So, oh, everybody bark gun at it, huh? <laughs> uh, I work with you. Yeah, I, I work with you. I mean, it, 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 it might be true. Because, like I said, Roman, I, look, don't call me this thing is over. I'm not and mad at it. After he'd have knocked up his wife again. After after a while, AJ Styles may say so. After a while, the New Day may say so. After a while, you just you, you just never know what days could happen, or it could be a thing where it's like this: Hey, look, we want you to tape a whole month of shows, mm-hmm. and that way we know what to do in advance, so that way we can uh, plan this thing out to be more safer. Opposed to every other week, it, it may end up, they may have to do the AEW approach. Mm-hmm. So there's no there's no saying that if Vince is forced to change, he'll be forced to change. And Vince McMahon only goes by one universe, that's the universe. Whether his homie appointed him to help restart the economy or not, it's one universe of Vince McMahon, and that is the WWE universe. And the universe. Probably think that's a legit universe too. Say what? He probably think that's a legit universe too. He probably does. And everybody in Washington thinking like this man is crazy. Oh yeah. So once again, he's going to do whatever he can to benefit his universe. America, as much as Vince is a mark for America, is not go- he, for some reason he is. First of all, the the phrase "mark for America" that's <laughs> that's a good one. Write that down. Yeah. Like to say. Uh, yeah, Vince loves all that shit. So I'm saying, so he's gonna do what he he's gonna do what he thinks he can. <coughs> Open back up, but if he's forced to do something else because of his superstars, then so be it. All right, guys. Uh, <clears throat> I got that. I, I talked about that. Hold on, make sure I forget what else I was talking about that I sent y'all earlier. Uh, got the recording studio, something like that. Okay. So, did anybody get a chance to see the new W twenty four, which I asked them to do two weeks ago? <laughs> uh-uh. I didn't get. It. I did, but I, uh, what? Hot what? Nothing. Like I, I, I probably should have just attacked. I should have attacked it yesterday, but it's it's all good. I, I call. I, 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 I call. Okay, so. Basically, nobody really saw the Edge 24, right? No, I only saw the the little bit as I was sitting here watching it when you was watching it. Okay. Well, I'm sitting here to say that that was one of the best 24s that WWE has produced. The story of Edge. The best 24 is the Royal Rumble. Which one? (laughs) The one about... Oh, the one with... uh, What is it? Four forty one twenty seven, something like that. Yeah. Oh yeah, the one the one that he's in. Oh. Yeah, Keith was a WWE production. I know. I know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but nah, um, I I I I I got the clip. I remember the cliff notes. Uh huh. No, because um, because see now, like I said, what is pandemic? Like we, I, I hate to use the word lucky, but we got lucky. When it came to um, all this news falling into our lap this week, 
But yeah, I mean, I, lucky. I don't know if that's the word to use, but it is a lot. It is a lot. So, but what I'm trying to say is that uh, every week is not going to be like that, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And with that being said, is um, we got to find some kind of content to do to keep the the podcast going. And I mean, yeah. reviews of of documentary sounds like a good idea so, for. Yeah, so I want to. We can go back and watch older stuff too, and yeah, exactly. Exactly. I I want to go back and watch older stuff, older pay per views, and some documentaries and stuff that like that, so we can talk about it on the show. So that's why I've been asking everybody to go watch because we all have access to the WWE Network. So, with that being said, is Edge's new W twenty four has came out, and he says at the beginning, he says this documentary is not. Did not, did not turn out the way it was supposed to. Because hmm. this documentary was supposed to be about how age is coping with retirement. Ah. Okay. And he said it just so happens that when he was on Seamus's Celtic Warrior workouts, by the way. He took a, yeah, he took a ball. Yeah. Y'all need to see that, that YouTube show. That is actually a very entertaining YouTube show. Hmm. Seamus has a YouTube show called Celtic Warrior Workouts where he goes to all these different wrestlers and he does their workouts that oh, they do. Interesting. Yeah, he, he, he talks about it a little bit and then they go out and do the actual workout. There was a funny one that everybody keeps talking about with him and Zia Lee. Uh, did, you see, did you see that one, Prime? I think... Uh, I, I, I don't want to say I think I seen it because I seen them on there, but what, I don't know. Okay, I so, think she like deadlifted him. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Zia Lee is stronger than she looks, and she she would do like them check, like Bruce still checking chain handstands and against the wall, and Shem tried to do it and like ripped out a hard fart. <laughs> so you know it, it's very entertaining. So when he was when he brought Edge on his show, uh, uh, he Edge took a bump. A hard bump. Yeah, he took a, uh, a nasty bump. It took a nasty bump. He he realized he's like, wait a minute, I feel fine, and that's what got the wheels mm. turning. Oh no! Uh, no, because he he oh, did wow. say that he was he said that when he was on the podcast that he was like, I took a bump and I got up and then I didn't think it was that bad, but when he looked back at it, he was like, oh, that was that was bad. Yeah, it was it was a bad bump. So, but going back, so it was like it was him dealing with, dealing with retirement. So. It, it interviewed him. It interviewed Christian. It uh, uh, interviewed a lot of his friends and everything like that about uh, his his final retirement match with Alberto Del Rio. And, um, Unfortunately. Yeah. And he had that look and he didn't really want to retire, but he was actually forced to retire. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was saying that because uh, at the time he wasn't married to Beth at all, anything like that. And uh, when he had to retire, you know, said it's hard for him to cope with it, obviously. And then he went on a radio show and started accepting it. That he started doing movies and TV shows. He was on the Vikings TV show. Didn't know that. Yeah. Was, uh, what's the other? He's on a, what's, what's the other show he was on? Uh, yeah. uh, uh was, not NCIS. No, was it? Was it? K? 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 It begins with a C. He used to come on at the SmackDown too. Oh my god! Yeah, it, got, he became like a series regular. I got my my age, right? Yeah. Uh, it it begins with a C. I have to look this up. Now. I'm looking it up. Oh. 
Haven. Haven. That's what it was. Haven. Okay. Okay, I'm sorry. No, I thought it was someone to see, but it was it was Haven that uh, he was on there with. So and he became like a, a serious record. So he was really looking forward to acting. And you know what? I didn't hate Edge's movie he had with. Uh, what was the one that, that it was called? Prime Time with uh, like out of time or out of rules or kicking the rules. Something. It was something like that. It was a it was a dumb movie, but Edge in it. It was one of WWE Studio Films movies. I thought. I break it, bending the rules. Bending the rules, yeah. Okay, and which I thought, I thought was was worse than the chaperone. <laughs> it was. Well, I'll just say, first of all, I can count on one hand the actual good WWE Studios movies. He's been in quite a few. All right, name them. Name them right now. In my personal opinion, uh, yes. Okay. The Marine. The Marine. Okay. Twelve rounds. The first one. Which one? Okay, okay. The first one. Condemned. Uh, the Condemned was pretty cool. The Rundown. And Are those WWE movies though? Because that those the got Rundown was a WWE studio film also. Okay, okay. And then uh, I did like Twelve Rounds. The uh, Twelve Rounds. Uh, the, the the third one with Dean Ambrose. Okay. okay Honorable okay. mention is I will probably, I, Countdown. I kind of like Countdown because I'm a Dolph Ziggler <laughs> mark. Oh, so I didn't have oh. I have I didn't have a problem with uh with, with countdown, and also they, they infused it with the real. It was it was like watching an episode of NCIS with, with Dolph Ziggler. You only see no evil. Uh, you know, see no evil. The first yeah. one, the, the first one was better than the second one, and that's not saying much. But I mean, like the only memorable thing is like him shoving the cell phone down the girl's throat. Oh, gouging her eyes out. Yeah, yeah, well, that too. But you know, but Kane was a good Harville. I'm like, okay, I get it now. <clears throat> so, what can he do? What, what, you know, what can Kane do? But I, I think on my end, those were the the decent enough that I actually have in my collection of the WWE films movies, mm-hmm. in my opinion. But when you start getting to Marine two, three, four, five, six, why are there so many Marines? Because the Miz on because the Miz can't act in anything else. <laughs> And, I think he didn't he die. I don't know. It really don't care. I, I, I think just, he died. Because first of all, the Miz don't. When, you, when I look at the first of all, I look at Cena, I get the Marine. Yes. In the second, when I see Ted DiBiase Jr., I got the, a Marine. When I look at Miz, I'm like, I don't get a Marine. I don't Miz see a Marine. Like a, I feel like he's, he's more like a detective. Yeah. yeah. Miz was in like the National Guard. He did the reserve. No, on the weekend I, I don't see military with me. I see Dick Tracy. I don't see. No, Dick Tracy. I don't see no, no, no military when I see the Miz. What about when the, the one with Shawn Michaels is in there? That's that's the Marine. There's no I'm saying, but you don't see him as a Marine either. Reserve, by the way. Uh, well, no. I I didn't see all that one. I couldn't get through that one. But, but the Miz plays the same character in every movie. Sandals or help or whatever he was in. It seems like he just plays the Miz. That's all he is. That's what he's saying. But anyway, so that's what Edge was doing. Oh, you don't want him as Johnny Cage? Never. <laughs> don't even touch that. Never you touch that. Wanna, you know he want to do that. Exactly. With the Miz, it's just, he's not Johnny. I'm sorry, he's not. He that's got, what his whole character is. No, he got the Hollywood gimmick. He's a Hollywood guy, but he's not Johnny Cage. You know that's what it's based on. Come on now. Look, it's not. Is bad. Okay, okay. Uh, look. T- t- somebody who been saying Johnny Cage is, I don't know, the first Mortal Kombat. You can study him all you want. That don't mean that's not what he's thinking about. I'm just saying. <sighs> anyway, 
Go. Uh, he talked about the, the time that he met uh, Beth and uh, how they, you know, it really hit it off, and they got two beautiful girls, and how Beth now she works at NXT, and she is going two days a week. But either so we face out he's not he's, the way Vince acting. <laughs> and but he's a stay at home dad Aww. mostly. So he be getting the kids ready, and he be taking them to school, and you know doing all the things with them, and and making them dinner. He was making them that killer New Jack dish. You know, part time that pasta, <laughs> spaghetti, spaghetti, like Negro. <laughs> Even Edge like, look, just put some pasta, some water, like DN, some right. sauce, some, some sauce, some salt. That's it. That's the elevation from hot dogs. Yeah, like, I can boil hot dogs. Oh, I guess I can boil some spaghetti. Why not? Spaghetti. That's hilarious. You don't ever want to hear somebody cut that out your mouth. But anyway, <laughs> but anyway, uh, Beth probably coming home like, oh, spaghetti again. Yeah, crap. <laughs> so, uh. Edge was like, you know, he, he kept avoiding, you know, the, the, his next surgery, but he had to, finally had to get it, so he wasn't having headaches anymore, and he was, mm. you know, he was doing good, so he was trying to cope with the life of not being in wrestling, and got back into it, kind of like we see the Edge of Christian show, and him just being himself, mm-hmm. going to the Hall of Fame, then, then his mother passed away, and it's what was hurtful, his mother passed away, and then Beth Phoenix's father passed away like two weeks later. Damn. So they was just both a mess. A mess. And then so uh, you know, Edge had to, Edge and Christian had to go back up to his mother's estate, and you know, who and Christian who I'm not saying it again. <laughs> you're you're one of his peeps. I am not. And they were talking about saying he he realized that he said his mother. Kept all his wrestling drawings of there because Edge is kind of an artist, mm-hmm. and uh, he's like, you know, I don't know why she kept all this crap, but then now as a parent, I understand why she did keep all the stuff. She was proud. Yeah, so uh, he really wasn't even thinking about wrestling. So then come answers in Sheamus, mm-hmm. and they do Celtic Warrior workout. So there he said, well, one of the workouts Edge does to keep in shape is he rides the bike through these hills, and that's why I thought he was still in. Uh, uh, Toronto last time we talked about Prime but those the hills of North Carolina bruh we need to get some estate down there nah, yeah, nah he lives on a he lives on a hill cause he, he told us that one time he almost uh, died cause his truck went up the hill mm. so well yeah it's crazy that, he yeah. lives in the, uh, the the wooded area of North Carolina he do it's just like it's like his house and then I'm like dang you can't, you can't, can they have your friends over mm-hmm. where is that school at at the bottom of the <laughs> so they're riding the bike basically he live in the Matt Hardy comp, the Matt Hardy area but like with more woods mm. Matt Hardy got his own city block though you know what I'm saying Matt Hardy got the other half of the woods like <laughs> yeah, so, so. If, you, if you go far enough in the Matt Hardy's house you'll be in the edge's backyard so, <laughs> so they're riding down uh, the road and you can see Edge is clearly dusting Seamus I do. And was like, whoa, buddy. A whoa, well, fella. If you so, don't ride bikes, yeah, that's not something you just get up and do. So they, they, they come up on yeah, this hill. It's, every workout Seamus do, he always, like, behind. Exactly. Is, just, that ain't his workout. But it shows, it's not his workout, but still, like, oh, my God. I want to see him. Don't come and see him alive. 
I want to see the what episode of him R two do abs. So you know who R two is? He still got abs. I, 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 I want to know, know what he do. I don't, I don't know if I want to see that. I feel like I'm like this is not. We're not gonna get this workout done because R two is gonna be an ass. That's what's gonna happen. <laughs> so there's this little, this little uh, hill kind of level kind of gap coming yeah. up. Uh-huh. So Shem has a camera on his helmet, and we see Edge go. Fly off this hill, and then crash down at the bottom. And then he's like, "Oh, you alright, fella?" And he comes up to me. He's just like, "Whoa, that was a close one." And he gets up. You can see his arms are scraped and everything. Like that he said, "Right then is when the wheels start turning." Because he, he, t- he took a bump. And he was like, "I don't feel. I'm not dead. I'm not. You know exactly. That's what the doctors were saying. You take another bump, you could push him." Brush your neck up and die. So let's te- let's test the waters and see. If, like, no, what the? Fuck? No, he he's had two sets of surgeries and everything. It don't yeah. matter what I tell you. No natural predators. No. <laughs> so he, okay. he he was just like, whoa. So he's just like, so the wheels start going in motion. So then he told Beth about it. Beth was not for it at first. Uh, th- th- and, that's right. And then, but she could see that you know, Edge did not end his career on his terms, and I understand that. And I, I just, agree with that, but sorry. And I understand he probably does not want his last match to be against Alberto Del Rio at the Open Match of WrestleMania for the World Heavyweight Championship. He 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 wants to go out, you know, in a, bla- a blaze of blood. If, if John Cena and his match in Toronto was his last match, that that, that TLC match he had, I think Edge would be content. But it's Alberto Del Rio. No disrespect to Alberto Del Rio, but I mean, but let's <laughs> nah, all disrespect to Alberto Del Rio. Yeah, so, so yeah, so he, oh, he didn't want that to be his last match. So he told Beth, and Beth said, "Okay, so we there are going to be these three things that has to happen. Mm-hmm. You got to get the best doctors in the United States to clear you. That means we got to go to four or five. We got to get the best uh, uh, doctors in there. I have to see it. And the third one." Was oh, I forgot? I forgot what, what what the third one she said was, um, something about the kids or something like that. But so he got to it, and then uh, while she was on a set of NXT, he he went to Dada, he he texted her, "I'm cleared." So he said, but he's a real old school wrestling fan. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so he likes secrets of returns and stuff like that. Yeah. But people don't know. But it's so hard to keep any secrets in the the, the, the days that we live today. So, people said they spotted him in Pittsburgh and he denied that he was in Pittsburgh or being over there by WWE in Pittsburgh. Then he said that instead of going to the performance center to work out, people would have seen Edge working out, so Edge is about to come back. Yeah. They said, they sent him a ring to his house. Yeah, so that had to be around WrestleMania last year because... That's when him and Natalia and Beth Phoenix was training with Dash Wilder. Exactly. So uh, they said he said he set up the standard ring in his garage, big ass garage he got. Right. And then um, they had the ring there, and then him and Beth was working together, and Beth was working on him getting his roles and how he was feeling and everything. And she says, you know, she out here, you know, working with him, and she's doing great, but she's still not a six seven, two hundred twenty pound man. So. <laughs> Right. They had to call in Dash Wilder, and Dash Wilder came in there and helped him train to get back into shape. So he did that. And y'all just fired him. Yeah. <laughs> well, he he wanted to go, but yeah. Yeah. 
uh, uh, don't mean he still can't come to Edge's house. They were the first ones. They was up there like the author, the author meme. Just mm-hmm. yeah. Soon as he's like, we cut making cuts. Yeah. Oh yeah. Sure. We we, we out here first. I I volunteer. <laughs> so they did that. They did that. They kept a secret, and then they uh, covered them up and they rolled them in there for the Royal Rumble and everything. They come out to the, the great ovation. They didn't mention about injury AJ Styles. It was an accident. Uh, so they didn't. Well, then no, it was, it was they by Edge. So it showed when uh, when uh, he made Randy Orton, then he made Roman Reigns, and then they go to the back and everybody's hugging, all happy for him. Kevin Owens is all hype, and you know, glad to see Edge and was everything. Was Kevin Owens hype like Xavier was was hype? No, here, but he, okay, no, that, that was hype. Yeah, that was hype. <laughs> When Biggie saw Goldberg walk past. Oh yeah, that that, that was like Goldberg. <laughs> and that man is a fan. For so, get uh, two big men slapping me. Stop with Willie G. Stop saying it. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's disgusting. <laughs> so it was a uh, it was a great documentary. So it ended up. Like I said, at the end, when they follow him for long enough, it ended up being a story about his return. Yeah. But it was, but the first half was of, of just about him it, it trying to be a, a wrestler enjoying retirement. That's why I can't wait till the Undertaker's last ride comes on. You and, think that'll actually make him be like, maybe I should really retire? Well, I they didn't follow <laughs> him. No, no, they they didn't follow him. Cold podcast didn't do it. No, I'm I'm saying that they've been following him. Since 20, 2017. This documentary has been shooting that long. I want to know what... I, that I want to watch for sure. Because I want to know what the hell is going through his mind that he feels like he needs to keep coming back. I really want to know. So that, that, I think he just want to have a great last match. And he just keep messing up. I feel like. The war agent was good. But here's the thing. He had a great... A match in Twitch and him and Hell in the Cell, you could have ended it there. He had a great match with CM Punk, could have ended it there. He wanted to have a great match with Brock Lesnar, but he got concussed. So he wanted to make up for it. So he had Bray Wyatt. He felt as though Bray Wyatt wasn't the one. So then he, he, he goes off and does uh, Shane McMahon. That wasn't the one. So then he touched this dude on the range. He sucked. Shane McMahon would have been a good moment if that was the one. It, it would have been a good moment, but that's not the that match. Storyline. Exactly, but that went ain't the match he wanted. First of all, because remember, Undertaker's old school. He's going out on his back. And he ain't going out on his back to Shane McMahon. Sorry. And he shouldn't. And he, he tried, uh, you know, he did Roman, but the match sucked, so he wanted to redeem himself. Uh, oh, that match was trash. He shouldn't, he shouldn't, they should have called that, like, in the ring. Like, oh, this match trash. I'm going to win. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, oh, God. Exactly. It wasn't worse than he him. He took off the Roman. gloves and all that stuff. Oh. Exactly. Came back, squashed John Cena. 35 wasn't there. 36. That's his best match so far in oil ticket. Him and AJ Styles in that boneyard match. And if he and if he ends it there, I'm fine with that. But neither here nor there. So that was his documentary. I recommend you guys check it out. I, I, I want us to watch more stuff like this for the, for, for the podcast. Does anybody have a recommendation of what to watch for next week? And anybody actually go and watch it? Uh, a show or a documentary? Because I got a couple shows that we can watch. Okay, I, I, you, you just put a list of things out there. We, we have like a little mini vote on it. So, so what are some of your suggestions? I would say Vengeance 01. <laughs> I remember that one. Okay. Uh, I'll, I'm going to be at 2001. So, Vengeance 01. 
through Survivor Series on one. Oh, you gonna make me sit through that? Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh what else? Um, Rolling <laughs> One and whatever, whatever, whatever else. I'm just. Just something in the 2001, that's all. You, you in the 2001 right now, I got you. Uh, q do you have anything that you may w- want to check out on the network? Even if you haven't seen it yet. Um, you know. Uh, not specific, nothing on the network caught my attention. Mm. Lady Skip? Um, did we already talk about the R-Truth one? No. That one was good, if they want to watch it. Okay, I was gonna recommend all that. The one he had went to the, the dude that got him out of jail. Yeah. Yeah. This is, uh, Mr. Uh, hey, what was his name? Whatever. Yeah. But yeah, that was, that was good too. The R Truth one was really good. Cause yeah, the R Truth one was, cause I've seen, uh, a nice chunk of that, so I'll watch the rest of it again. Uh, that one was good. I, 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 I would recommend R Truth one. I recommend the Kofi Kingston one, where he goes back to Ghana. Okay. Okay. Oh yeah, I seen that one too. Yeah. Uh, I, I just, I just want to do. I kind of wanted to do more old stuff just so it could be a surprise to keep. Oh. <laughs> that, oh, and if you want to do some old stuff, do something that got a last man standing there. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to 2002 SummerSlam. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> there, there was a last man standing match in 2002 SummerSlam. You asked the that's, that's great, the best SummerSlam though. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I didn't get no two matches confused. My bad. That wasn't SummerSlam. No, yeah. the, the, the last we said match between them was that Royal Rumble of two thousand four. That was here in Philly. Yeah. So, um, but your boy Edge is in the headlines because uh, <laughs> go from good Edge to bad Edge. Yeah, we gotta go to this because there have been a lot of criticism about his WrestleMania thirty six match with Randy Orton, and Edge have made. Uh, a remark about uh, his match. So I'm reading, I'm here on Cultaholic, and they have the transcripts of here what Edge said. And this is what the radar superstar said about the match. He said, I've heard there's feedback that it was too long and it and it's this and it's that. Listen, all of the feedback I've gotten personally to myself or to my social media feed has been all positive. When I have Bret Hart call me and tell me that he loved it because it looked like a real fight, well, I don't care what anybody else says from that point on because his opinion to me has more weight than absolutely everyone anywhere. Nobody's going to top his opinion to me. And if he liked it and he thought it was a fight, good mission accomplished. Everyone's entitled to their own, entitled to their opinion. It's wrestling. It's art. It's subjective. Whatever bows, whatever blows your hair back. But Randy and I have broad shoulders, and we can weather the weight of this uh, masculine militant of malcontent who will just want to complain about everything, complain about the length of a wrestling match. During a pandemic, like really, come on! But there are also the same people that are going to complain that Bill and Brock go on for four minutes. So I think there's a segment of people that enjoy not enjoying things and dwell on negatives. 
That's not the same thing as him, you know. I, I'm sorry to hear you. I'm just saying, him, yeah. him talking about um, them going on for four minutes and y'all going on for that. That's not the same thing, and you know it. Yeah, and then there were some more comments of, uh, you know, calling us like you know the the, the, the mouth breathers. Mouth breathers is always and funny. it's ridiculous. Here's there's been this thing in wrestling like these wrestlers have to attack these fans, and granted, there are fans that attack the wrestlers that that some just deserve to get, you know, blown up about it too. But here's my here's my opinion on it. Okay. It's like anybody that's complaining is not everybody that is not complaining at the same time. Mm-hmm. There, there is two different specs of the audience. I never had a problem with Edge. Mm-hmm. As anybody knows, Randy Orton is one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. But Randy Orton's match style is a very slow, methodical match style. Mm-hmm. Unless Orton is forced to work. That's just the way it's been. From I've been watching Orton since 2002. And if you're not going to make Orton work, Orton, if he's not into the program, Orton's just not, no. it's going it's to be Orton. That's how it has always been. He's going to straight up give up. Yeah, he don't even care what the crowd thinks. He don't give a shit. That's just what Orton is. Edge, on the other hand, is Edge knows that he is a high-impact spots guy. Mm-hmm. But that's old Edge. This is the newer Edge. Edge has to change his style completely. Yeah, he got to chill. Edge can't be. Edge can't jump off shit, jump off ladders, go through flaming tables and, and dump tags. He said it in his twenty four. Them days is done. Also, probably shouldn't hang from gym equipment though. That's it's not a good look. I mean, in the gym <laughs> hanging. I mean, come on. Now. Yeah, it's, it's, it's gym yeah. equipment. Like it, it ain't the hell in the cell. Like it ain't the hell in the cell. But people, people was. Kind of uncomfortable because of the dark they side were, of the ring. They were drawing parallels between that and the because dark side of the ring had just come. Hey, that's the first thing I thought of when I see him in the. I was like, oh, oh. that's kind of. <laughs> that's kind of. So I was like, how do they not know? So they know. The, the the thing about this was, the story was the best story going into WrestleMania. But yeah. when I first saw that it was going to be an Edge or Orton program, I, basically before I even knew it was the last minute standing match, before I knew anything, I was like, this match is going to be boring. Yeah. Because those two, when they're a tag team, they're good. But those two don't mesh well together, in my opinion. I mean, I could totally see that. Even yeah. me not being, like, I don't have as much wrestling IQ as y'all do. That didn't, I didn't look at that and say, like, this is going to be mm. a thrilling match. Even when it was Edge versus Randy Orton in 2004, Vengeance, the main event, I was like, this is all right, but Edge and Randy Orton together is never going to give me a five-star kind of matchup. Yeah, the- it's, it's, it's just... I don't know how that happens, though. These, I'm just, I, I think the, the styles just don't like, clash with somebody so many times to still not have that chemistry in the ring. No, I can't say they don't have chemistry. It's just that it's, it does, it's not the chemistry that the fans want to see. Yeah, because when you say when you say last man standing match at WrestleMania, you know it's like, well, bro, what, what you gonna do? And I'm like, it's kind of like we should have seen the writing yeah. on the wall where where we heard that Dean Ambrose is gonna go against Brock Lesnar in the street fight. Mm-hmm. You're just not getting that Brock Lesnar anymore. No, and he's not going to kill with because Brock, no, Brock is not dumb. Brock is a tough. Brock probably went and seen John Moxley tapes. He said, "Oh, fuck this." <laughs> <laughs> he, he, 
Brock probably said. I'm sure he did. Brock probably said. Well, the fact that you gave him that much effort exactly. for him to go look up John Moxley. Exactly. exactly. I'm like, he probably, he probably said, look, man, can I do this? Can I do this? And look, you can do whatever you want to. Can I do it? No, fuck this. I'm going to super you with some chairs. You doing what? Exactly. You do exactly. And he came in there and he, he said he met with laziness, but I'm pretty sure Brock did. He probably looked at uh, some Dean Ambrose stuff and John Moxley stuff and said, no, nah, I ain't doing this shit. No, at, at all. You you, 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 you ain't gonna hit me with no barbed wire, no chain. You ain't doing none of that crap. It ain't at all. So, <clears throat> with that being said, one of the most hype matches turned to be one of the worst matches. Bayface and Terry Rowe. But I'm just saying. For real, man. I was so disappointed. I know, but I, I had, had to do it in there. But I'm just saying, but, but that, that, that's what, unfortunately, that was. And with the last man standing match, like I said, when, when, when Q4 gave his opinion about it, I was like, that's his opinion. I, I respect his opinion. My opinion is, I was like, that match just bored me because it never got to that next gear. I like the story that he was trying to tell in there. But after a while, I was just, I was just like, my God, this thing is still going on. And now, it it, 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 was, it was 37 minutes. No, I, I get it because I, I was cooking and was like, they still fighting? It's the it's the second longest match of WrestleMania history. Oh wow! Because it beat Bret Hart and Shawn the Iron Man match. Okay. And then that match beat the the, the Fatal Four Way at WrestleMania 2000 by like 20 seconds. Hmm. And I was just like, I think maybe the last man standing match stipulation could have hurt the match. Maybe if it was a street fight, it'll be different. Because it was a more more for spots that that don't uh, require punch and kick. Exactly, I'm just saying because usually with la- look, if you go back to some of the good last man standing matches that I've seen, like Undertaker Batista, I thought it was a good one. Triple H and Chris Jericho from 2000 was a good one. Uh, even Ric Flair and Triple H from 2005 was a decent one. Mm, dang, okay. I ain't say it was a great one. I said it was a good one. It was, it, was, it was a bloody. It, 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 he beat the shit out of that old man. Y'all know New Jack was bit. I played Come New on. Jack. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> he beat the shit out of Ric Flair. But I was saying, but but it's it's that trying to be a ten count thing that sometimes slows the match down. Chopper and Gorgano just had a great last percent of the match, but the way they implemented it with you know the handcuffs mm-hmm. and how Chopper just rolled off the stage, but he was still handcuffed, so it made him stand up. I was like, that's kinda, uh-huh. that's kind of clever right there. I want to thought of that. I understand he was trying to tell the story, but having Edge saying that they complain about it's too long and uh, complain about it during the pandemic, I'm like, bruh. What does that have? One, what does uh, apples have to do with oranges, my guy? Just because, just because it's a pandemic, and we ain't got nowhere to go. I mean, I want to stare at you on the screen for forty minutes. <laughs> I, I mean, the, it's all right. Yeah, you're not gonna hold me hostage. <laughs> it, it, I mean, you're not gonna hold exactly hold the hostage, and I'm just sitting saying to myself like, uh, we got a right to say if we don't like the match, don't make me necessarily a mouth breather who lives in my who lives in my, my mother's basement, and uh, you know that I got the Cheeto tips on my fingers. Honestly, you either. can usually tell, but let's be honest, you can usually tell the difference between when somebody's giving you constructive criticism because. You, it can get wild. It can be very difficult to weed that out of all the craziness. Uh-huh. But if somebody's just saying, look, the match was long and it dragged, that's different than being, you know, than 
the mouth breathers, as he calls, they not just saying the match was longer than drag, and you know that. So I, I don't know. I mean, I get it. Like I said there was. It, I, I am thankful they went all over the arena and explored the whole PC. I was cool with that, but they did it in such a slow way. Mm-hmm. Like it, I was like, when the match first started, I was cool with it. Mm-hmm. The first that the match started off fire. That was the most creative start I've seen to a match in a long time. Randy Orton was the cameraman. And when his song was playing, Edge waiting for him to come out. He takes his stuff off and goes in there RKO's him. Start counting. I was like, oh. oh okay. I didn't see that coming. I didn't think that was coming. That was, that was awesome to me. And I'm just like, and then when they started fighting the performance and all that stuff like that, and then it, they was fighting at a top speed, and they was doing things around them to, you know, to, to fight. But then once they got to, like, you could have cut that whole fight on the side of the arena out. That was needed to be. And then when they when they walked walk into the when they started doing the side of the arena and they go back to the boardroom, I was like, okay, it's slowing down at a snail's pace of a crawl. And on top of that, the commentators didn't do good to hype up anything that was happening in that matchup. Who were the com- who was on commentary? For Byron Saxon and Ty Grisham. Okay, uh, okay. Ty Grisham. Uh, uh, so who, who was it? Ty Phillips. Sorry. Uh, I was about to say because Ty Grisham. <laughs> Sorry. Todd Phillips. Todd Phillips there. I mean, Byron says he even give me a hell yeah. He give me that. <laughs> I was like, he going to find a way to squeeze this damn hell yeah. I only do it for, I only do it for prime time. So I, I have to say, but I, I, I couldn't find it. And I felt, if and look, I didn't complain. I loved the uh, Goldberg versus Brock match at WrestleMania 33. I was like, they got their win back because it, it erased it. That WrestleMania 20 match for me. And they went in there, had a smash mouth match, and did what they were supposed to do, and left. And I don't think two people complain about Goldberg having a four minute match, especially not now. No, no. Look, we, we we got we got ten minutes out of Goldberg back in the day, so now we got four. I'm like, okay, not that far. Now we know people do complain, but let's be honest. If you give them the option of having a full match with Goldberg or a four minute match, which one are you going to take? Four minutes. Uh, okay. That's, that's, that's what I'm saying. So, I I was a little disappointed because then AJ Styles came on. Uh, <clears throat> uh, forgot the show that he was on, and he was telling everybody that I appreciate everybody sending me the love about the the uh, Boneyard match. Everybody said it. About ninety percent of people I talked to said they loved it, but I can understand if there are people out there who just didn't like it because that's just not WWE's thing. That's not their style. That's not what they have been subjected to. And if they don't like it, I they just don't like it. It's not for everybody. That's that's all we're right. saying. Because that's what God said for him. Uh, <laughs> that's what him. But, but I'm saying, but I'm, I'm like, but that's just all we're saying. Sometimes that's all the intelligent fan is saying. It's like, I was listening to uh, Solomonster, and he said, I was going to congratulate Montez Ford on his uh, wedding to Bianca Belair, mm-hmm. or something of that nature, her coming to the main roster. He goes in there and he's blocked. <laughs> he's like, why did Montez block me? Who? Solomonster. Okay. And he said, the only thing I could think of, that I-, I can think of why he probably blocked me, is because I gave him criticism about how cringeworthy their... Skits were on Raw backstage. 
They were a bit much. They were getting. It was cool at first, and then it got to be like, all right, y'all. And after I'm just like, but when and I'm a fan. But when Red you shoes. But when you see the Street Profits in NXT compared to what they had them doing on Raw, it's night and day. Mm-hmm. So. If people are a little cringy of the stuff that you're doing, it, I mean, I know it's a job. I understand you, you're not giving the best material, but I, I'm sitting there, you're trying to make the best of what it is. But sometimes, Q will text you like, yo, get your men's off the screen. <laughs> I mean, they, they essentially try to steal their swag. It just, <laughs> just took all the the life out of it. But 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 yeah, Bianca, Bianca Belair comes on the screen and, t- and tells them, hey, when they was all joking about the Viking Raiders and then they pan over to her and she says, y'all, every time y'all go get the Viking Raiders, y'all get smoked. They get your ass whooped. And then you want to take it seriously. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, exactly. So, so Bianca does that, but that's what we were just, that's basically what we were just saying. Maybe now they're poking fun at it though. Yeah, but still, I'm, and I'm, and these wrestlers, you talk about, you talk about us having Twitter fingers, they will block you in a heartbeat. I mean, like I was saying earlier, it's kind of hard to, to like, wade through the, like, actual toxicity Mm. and people who really are, they really like you, but they have an issue with something that you've done. And sometimes you just don't want to hear constructive criticism from people you don't know. I get it, but it's, again, it's a... Yeah, they they tend to not want to hear it from people who don't, quote, unquote, know the business. Who aren't workers or things like that. Yeah, I mean, I do get. I never wrestled a day in my life. There have been people I listen to that have wrestled, and I probably won't wrestle. But like I said, I've been watching this business since 1992, and I just know that what I fell in love with. And when it comes to reading the books, listening to the interviews, listening to the podcast, doing your research, you find out. Obviously, the curtain has been pulled back on wrestling years ago, so you find out about certain things, how things, you know, how certain things work. And like I said. If Q has not seen an Edge and Randy Orton match or just know the necessary styles, if it was great to him, that's fine. He has not stopped being my friend. You know he has not stopped being fan. Another has changed. But I'm like, Randy, I, I can go without seeing Randy Orton and Edge because I can go without seeing Randy Orton and John Cena ever again. Was, seriously, I can go without... There are, there are certain people that, like, they're great wrestlers, but when they get together, everybody don't have the AJ, what I call the AJ style Seth Rollins gene, mm-hmm. which is, they, they can, can have, work with anybody? they can work with anybody. They, or, they can work with a bum. Exactly. Or Kenny Omega, I put him in there too. <laughs> or a uh, blow-up doll. Yeah. <laughs> Those guys can have a match, Shawn Michaels, on. there's a lot of people that have that gene, they can go out there and have a match with a broom or anybody, and they can have a five-star matchup because they know how to carry matches but then there are just sometimes where people just get in the ring with each other and it's just like damn that should have been better than what it was mm-hmm. and it's just not you know yeah it edge and randy Orton are in that category for me i thought in my period i thought edge and booker t was a better match than edge and randy Orton, and i'm just like you know, because Booker T works different. Uh, what? What? Uh, what's homie from uh, my fault? Oh, it's such a. We're not recording, are we? Yeah. 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 <laughs> what's up? We just sitting here shooting shit. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? I mean, especially. Nah, 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 nah,
it's all, it's all, it's all topics. I'm sorry. I didn't know we were recording still. My bad. It's all topics. My bad. Yo, he Chris Webber this joint just now. Anyway, so uh, look, we, we, what we're going to do is finish the thing off with the Wednesday Night War NXT taking on AEW Dynamite. We get the empty arena matchup with Jack Hacker and uh, John Moxley, and then we get the Velveteen Dream and Finn Balor stay there. So, let's get into the Wednesday Night War. Welcome back to the Wednesday Night War. So, me and Primetime, you know, uh, Q-Flow and Lady Sketch have set aside for this one. While me and Primetime uh, figure out who won between NXT and AEW this week. So, you know, uh, Primetime had a little problem with the main event of AEW. I can't wait to get there. <laughs> I, 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 as soon as I see the live, I was like, I can't wait for you to know, talk about this. So when it comes to AEW, when it comes to NXT, so a, a, NXT was a, a pretty decent show actually. Uh, we started off, yeah, we, we've seen Finn Balor start starting off a match with Fabian Eichner from Imperium, and uh, they still Fabian Eichner does not get his just due, but I understand. Cause I, I just gotta tell the story. I gotta tell the story every yeah. single time. He was at a live event I saw, and he was facing somebody named Stacy Irvin Jr. Yeah, which he he didn't get that much time. Stacy Irvin Jr.'s finisher was a moonsault. Uh huh. This man did a moonsault. Fabian Eichner caught him in the brainbuster position and brought him down with a brainbuster. One of the greatest things I ever seen live. I don't understand why they never let him do it. He always do it the front way, without the back way, like that. But oh, okay. After he did, I was like, "Oh, this guy has first, to has to be on TV." First off, the only other person that that can do that is Cesaro. <laughs> well, hey. Yeah, so I, I want to so, see Cesaro do that too. Exactly. So hey, well, the, the, him and Finn Balor had had a really good match. It was on the outside. He uh, Finn Balor shotgun drop kicks uh. One of the other members of Imperium, it's not Alexander Wolf, it's the other guy. Marcel Bartel. Yeah, Marcel Bartel. It's also, it was also uh, good, too. But, yeah. yeah, yeah, who, uh, Jockey Tim do the, uh, <laughs> do, do the, the barricade, uh, and that, that whole thing collapsed. It, it looked so much sinister so, when there's no crowd in there. So, I just got, so, so, is, is a full set okay with them just wrestling there, like? They cool I, with that? Bro, I don't know what shady deals <laughs> WWE has going on right now. But, uh, they probably have to be. Yeah, I guess. You know, hey. you know, ain't nobody at the college no more, so I guess y'all can do whatever y'all want. Bring yeah. all the germs y'all want. Yeah, exactly. You know? We just gonna bring the WWE germs here. We, it's only gonna be next to guys here. Uh, Finn Balor defeats Fabian Aiken with a 1916. It then uh, has a message for Walter on the ramp outside of the uh, 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 at the end of the match. Uh, Zia Lee takes on Aaliyah. They played up the storyline of when Zia Lee broke her nose and then Aaliyah attacked her in the in the back because she couldn't qualify. Aaliyah attacked her seriously. She broke her nose so that she can get a nose job. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and uh, she attacks Zia Lee, so she couldn't be in the money, uh, not the money, but the ladder qualifying match. So now we get our Zia Lee versus Aaliyah match. You know, Aaliyah has gotten better since when I first seen her, but Aaliyah is still Aaliyah. 
and Zia Lee is coming along her own, in her own right. Yeah, uh, I don't like Aaliyah. Seems like she's just there, just to be there. Like she don't get no higher or no lower. She's just there. Yeah, she I, she has peaked. <laughs> I think that's what it is. She has really peaked. Uh, so Aaliyah, uh, Lee picks up the win and defeats Aaliyah. Uh, now we have uh, the first match for the the cruiserweight tournament that we have, where we have Group A and Group B. So now what the thing is, each member is going to face each member from their, their group. Whoever gets the highest score wins from that group. I was like, okay. I forgot what that reminds me of, but it's a different kind of a way of a tournament. Uh, was it not the Bound for Glory for TNA? The Bound for Glory had that point system, but I don't know if they had Group A or Group B stuff like that, though. Nah, they had Group A or Group B. They just had, like, out of 10 people. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. So we had a kill to Zab- take taking on Swerve. Isaiah Swerve Scott. Which, I thought the, right, the wrong person won, but... The, the wrong person did me. win. I, I'm not going to lie to you because, see, now I'm like... The way I look at it, it's like, okay, there's three people in each group. I'm like, if you lose one match, then you automatically seem like you out because he got two more matches to go. So he, if he if he win both, he'll be two and one. But if Akira Tozawa wins the next two, then he automatically wins, you know? So, but it Yeah, was, but I mean, I really do think Swerve deserves a push or something. Like, this guy is awesome. He, he is awesome. And this was another <laughs> awesome match by him and Akira Tozawa. I don't know if he did it in this matchup, but when he does that that step on your arm a lot, he 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 breaks your arm thing. That oh yeah. god, yeah. that bother that is that that makes I my think, skin crawl. I think that should only be like a pay per view type of thing or a bit match type of thing. But hey, you I know, agree. Whatever. Yeah, but Kiltzow does pick up the win here, so he has one point in Group B. Tegan Knox is is been fed up with uh, Raquel Gonzalez, so now she finally gets her one on one. So Tegan Knox taking on Raquel Gonzalez. The match was a big man little one match, but uh, she she still needs work. But you know, hey. yeah, obviously, but I was saying, but you know, for trying to play, you know, the big woman thing, it wasn't that bad. Uh, Dakota Kai's on the outside, but then Shazi Blackheart comes out. And because for distraction, Raquel's trying to chokeslam her on the apron, but Tegan Knox rolls her up and lays on her legs and then picks up the win. So that means we're getting a tag team match, player. <laughs> uh, Shazi Blackheart and uh, Tegan Knox taking on Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai. Pretty much. Uh, crazy, sinister, creepy Dexter Loomis takes on Tay. <laughs> Tayuda Smiles? Tahooty, Tahooty. Tahooty. Tahooty Miles. Uh, yeah. You gotta I, get that ooh, it's Tahooty. You gotta get that ooty. Oh, Tahooty. <laughs> you know, because, see, that's why I did Chris Jericho. Who? Tahiti. <laughs> Tahati. <laughs> that's what Jericho would say. Uh, definitely is. So Dexter Loomis obviously picks up the win here. With that creepy stare, they are trying to give him a push as well. I mean, he he got the creep, he got the creep look down pat. I'm sorry. I swear, if they if they have him do a segment with somebody, he's in their room or something in their house. That just be, uh, God. It so will creepy. be. It will. It it, it will be creep, bro. Just don't do no. Just don't do do no women. Don't do that. Don't don't be Samuel Shaw again. You know what I'm saying? Just yeah. What are you doing in my in my room? 
with my teddy bears and stuff. Exactly. <laughs> don't don't do that. But he, but he he was a creep. You seen the main well the main event match? He was a creep. So we don't know what he they had planned for him. Um. Then uh, so Velveteen Dream is back in his like dream lounge. Mm-hmm. And then uh, he comes out and uh, wants to cut a promo Adam Cole, but then Finn Balor creeps up behind, and uh, because he made a comment of saying that Adam Cole was the greatest NXT champion that NXT has ever saw. Of course, mm-hmm. people may uh, have a little argument about that because people say Finn Balor is the greatest NXT champion that NXT has ever saw, and I, I have to I have to ask you, what do you think? Real quick. I think, I think, uh, ooh, this is a hard question. I'm going to say Balor because the way that NXT was set up, it was, it was, uh, I don't, I don't know. I'm going to just say Balor. Like, NXT has a lot of different people at the top now, while when Balor was up there, it was either, you know, two or three people that you would see that can win the title, but now it's just like, they can assert anybody to win the title. But, I don't know, that Balor run is just so special to me. Uh, it is. The, the, the Balor, because see, I think, like, first of all, we're not going to say Bo Dallas. We're not going to say Adrian Neville, a.k.a. Pack. Well, I, he had a good run, but it just wasn't uh, long enough. You no, know, He did yeah, have a good run, though. It wasn't I long enough. I felt as though... That it could have, Sami Zayn had the potential, but Sami Zayn kept, kept getting it one injury or two, just to, to, to hold hold the title long. Kevin I Owens, I said the Kevin Owens reign was was good. Yeah, but it wasn't as long as Balor's was, and uh, yeah, you're right. And I was like, but everything he did during his reign was like he was on Raw beating a, beating the U.S. champion John Cena yeah. with the title. It was in like four different feuds at the same time. Yeah, so, like, I mean, so it was hot, but I, I had to go with Balor. I'm not calling that. I'm not going to be calling it for Adam Cole just yet. But Adam Cole has had the matches, though. So, uh, Baltic's, uh, you know, pre- uh, problem with that. So, uh, Dream has no problem with challenging Finn Balor, so which should be an awesome match. Very, very awesome. Uh, Matt Riddle and a mystery part taking on the Undisputed Era uh, for the NXT Tag Championships because since... Oh. Huh? Now that I said before this happened, I was so excited to see who his partner was gonna be. Yeah, I, I was curious because, as people we know, once we are still in a pandemic and a lot of people are not allowed to fly, there's no flying out the country or in the country. So Pete Dunne is stuck in his home country. Or, yeah, I'm, 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 so, so surprisingly, this superstar is not stuck there either. But you know, yeah. whatever. Who you talking? It's the same thing with Rhea Ripley. So I'm just like, okay, so. uh <clears throat> The person that comes out is Timothy Thatcher. For Pat Thatcher. Th- Th- Thatcher, excuse me. Comes out for Matt Riddle. Don't give me If one. you don't know him, he in uh, British wrestling was the co-leader. Of, okay, Imperium was technically a group, and the British wrestling was Walter, Timothy Thatcher, Timothy Thatcher and Marcel Bartel. Okay. And then I guess his contract was still whatever, and they came over, then they added Fabian Eichner and Alexander Wolf. People kept saying he was going to come back and be in the group and replace Wolf, but it looks like he's just probably going to do his thing for now until after quarantine, I guess. Oh, okay. So it's kind of like a Sawyer Fortune thing? 
Mm. Where they got rid of yeah, kind because kinda. Of, remember, so if was part of that part of Sandy, and then they yeah. they missed up, got rid of, they put Bar Kelly and Dame in because he was out yeah. injured. Yeah, maybe maybe something like that, or mm. uh, I would more say hmm, I don't know what the, what to compare it to right now. Okay. Well, yeah, well, yeah, something so, like that. But you know what though, he's pretty good though. Yeah, he's he is very good. And he 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 he's built like stiff. Like he got he got some high muscular shoulders and everything. And I was like, I was he's like, a very uh, scary looking human being. He is. And speaking of scary looking human beings, as his match goes on in the corner up there by the Titan, you just see Dexter Loomis staring in the shadows <laughs> at the match. And I'm like, he has no picks, but he's just just staring. I'm like, this man is a. Key. He's I told you he got that creep character down packed. Yeah, it seems almost too real. It 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 almost too angry to the point like I see I'm like y'all, bro, I'm stabbing you. I'm so stabbing you. Uh, but after after a while, uh, God, what what's happening? So uh, they win. They do win. They beat the undisputed there. But like, can it be a thing where like he gets a different tag team partner every week? That'd be kind of cool. Like, who's my new? Who's my new bro? Yeah. It's like because he, him, and uh, Pete Dunne are still champions. So like, they don't win the championship. They're not a champion. They just end the match. Exactly. You know, so that'd be, I think mean, that'd be a cool thing. That'd be cool. I mean, it' gonna be Dan Matha, chestless Dan Matha. <laughs> well, yeah. It'd probably be like uh, Oni Lorgan or somebody. You know, somebody that we. I'm on somebody that'd be a good fit to be fun to watch a couple matches, but who knows what they'll do. You're right. Tommaso Champa is backstage, and he's about to uh, claim that Johnny Gorgano, as much as he hates to say it, was the better man to finally end this feud to put it to rest. And uh, but he he uh he he did it. He said it. He said Gorgano. Was the uh, at the grueling match? He was the better man, and um, after that, he was attacked. He was, he was on camera, but just camera. He was attacked. The camera was laid down, and you just see Chopper's lifeless body is laying there. And coming up to Chopper, we see um, what's his name? Killer Cross. His name was Killer Cross, but I think they changed it to like Carrion Cross or Karen Cross or oh. something. Okay, well. We see Killer Cross come there because he was in the, that that car that, that you spotted last week when Gorgano yeah, left. Yeah. And uh, who, who was the girl that's with him? Scarlet Bordeaux. Yeah, we didn't see her, but we did see her heels. Yeah. Yeah. So that that, that, that was pretty cool. We also got I, I didn't mention this earlier. What was that um, debut video of that new Luchador that's coming? I don't know who that is. Like I don't even I never even heard of him before. Okay. Goodness. Well, yeah. Well, I, like, usually when they bring people in, I hear about like Angel Garza and all them. I heard, but this dude I never heard of before. Uh huh. Well, that was NXT. So now it's time to move on to AEW Dynamite. So <laughs> let's go. Uh, so uh, Jade the Saint Roberts has opened up the show again 
talking about. Uh, hey, he, he said I'm bored. I ain't got nothing to do on quarantine, so I'm gonna send y'all I'm these videos. I'm gonna send y'all a, a creepy ass promo, which Jake Roberts is good at, and obviously that Lance Archer is, you know, doing a little and little each day to get closer and closer to Cody. So, uh, no disrespect, but he got Coco Banner tonight in the championship tournament. But Coco Banner is not going to be, you know, no, no, no task for Lance. Definitely not. And they would have had Coco Banner beat this man. That would have just—he should have just quit wrestling altogether. Yeah, he gives Cody says, "Listen to me, or regret it. It's your choice." So we start off with over the match, which is uh, they call the Murder Hawk Monster Lance Archer versus. <laughs> Boom, boom, Coca Banda. And you know, honestly, for Coca Banda, he made this a competitive matchup, actually. Yeah. I, I didn't yeah, want to squash Coca Banda. I didn't want to squash him, but he didn't. I didn't, I didn't think he was going to squash him, but I thought Coke was going to at least get his probably Superman punch and his uh his elbow or whatever, then his Superman pin or whatever. The little stupid yeah. looking. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I know this guy's too, but I, I do like when Coca Banda coming off the top rope. And then he he see they robbed the way he still like splashes on them. I was like, you know, he made that move kind of cool. Then a dry start doing it with the moon salt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I was like, but you know, dang, I thought that I thought that was uh. It, just a sign. Is it just you? Does Coca Banner's like body type look weird to you? It looks like an out of shape retired wrestler. No, but, like, like his arms are very very skinny. His legs are very very skinny. And then like you got like a kind of a gut that don't match your body. It's like Big Show. Yeah, bro, that's... Look, this is no disrespect to anybody and this ain't a racial comment. That's how white folks gain weight. Look, I, I don't get it. When... If you see like a fat white guy, right? Mm-hmm. His body in the middle it's, it's, like, it's, like, it's like a potato. Like, they're big in the middle and then they got these skinny arms and legs. You're like, what? But when you see black people, a black guy, their, their weight is like all evenly... Like, they're fat everywhere. You know what I'm saying? Like... Mm-hmm. Fat the stomach, fat the arms, fat the legs. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I don't get it. It's like, like we shift weight differently. I don't know. I, I don't know. But Coco Man, he's not a fat guy, but he is a, a little bit of a thicker guy. But uh, Lance Archer hits him with uh, the reverse Razor's Edge. Yeah, I forgot what he called it. He called it the uh, the um, dark, the dark. I forgot. Uh, Sorry, guys. <laughs> yeah, uh, is it called the, the the blackout? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, blackout. The blackout. All right. Uh, so he picks it to win here. Uh, then we uh, so now they're trying to build build this main event between an empty arena match between John Moxley and Jack Hager or Hager. Uh, so we 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 we, we get Taz. Uh, who's who's giving his two cents? People from ESPN, like they they going all Which around. Need it. Yeah, I'm just saying. So they're making this. This is a big, big time matchup. Uh, but then we we get uh Doctor Britt Baker was out next, going up against DMD, DMD, uh versus Mrs. Thick, the golden one to save the golden. <laughs> I'm like, I know you a jobber, but you thick. You know what I'm saying? That's uh, that's, that's like a. I think one of the best women on that roster for that reason is um Jamie Hayter. If you remember who that is. No, I don't. Ah, uh, okay. Who is she? Yeah. She's uh she she she's been on a couple episodes, but uh 
Yeah, you if you know who that is, guys, y'all y'all know. Oh man, look, I was like, I know y'all hit a job. If, if she suffers from the Brandy Rose thing, she can't stop smiling in the ring. This match wasn't really a match. Britt Baker just beats her down, puts her teeth on the on the bottom apron, and it gives her the, the, the curb stop kick while her teeth's on the bottom rope. And but it's like she, the girl was smiling as she was doing. I'm just like, <laughs> come on now. Yeah, but she's been on a couple of like. Uh, dark episodes too I mean she's going to be something in the future but right now we need her to job so I mean I get you you gotta get your feet wet Uh, Mike Goldberg from (laughs) Bellator MMA gives his prediction about the main event and then one of the best segments of the night the bubbly bugs yes bruh the bubbly this shirt probably sold out already yo I need a bubbly bunch shirt with inner circle. Uh, talk, so they're all sub quarantine. They're doing their social distancing. They're all at their house and they, they talk to uh, Santana and Ortiz in the house. And you see Sammy Guevara doing different works out, you know, pumping the iron. You see uh, Jack Hagger out there with his kids uh, talking about, you know, uh, how, you know, he's going to be, he's going to be Moxley. And then you got Jericho, who is on the electric stove frying one egg with a nonstick pan with a metal spatula. You don't do that. Pour orange juice on the stove. It's still on the stove in the glass. Uh, I, I just thought this whole segment was, you know, very last and it was very. I was like, I I don't want the insect to end at all. Definitely not. I don't. Uh, but then. <laughs> And speaking of that, as you're coming out, uh, Jericho's on there talking about how we got next matchup. We get Shug D, a.k.a. Pineapple Pete, versus <laughs> Pineapple Pete. The, the Spanish guy, Sammy Guevara. And Jericho was on the commentary, and he was hilarious for this match. Talking about Shavani. It's not a Spanish guy. There's, there's no multiple guys. There's one Spanish guy, and it's Sammy Guevara. So, uh, first of all, Shook D, the way he rolled in the ring, rolled all the way across, rolled out, and then I was like, okay, he's one of them comedy wrestlers. You know? Yeah, he's one of them no way Jose type. People. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's. I think he think he wrestled a little bit better though. I mean, he's not on the cheeseburger level, but uh, I was like, what the fuck is going on? So, uh, <laughs> Sammy is been toying with toys with him the, the whole match. He finally beats him, and then he says, you know, I, I can go, I can go longer, I can do more rounds with that. But I'm letting anybody know that I'm gonna beat the shit out of Darby Allen because mm-hmm. he, he said said on microphone, and then Darby uh, he's, he's about to beat up some Shug uh, Shug D some more. Darby Allen comes out to save the rescue, and then he he uh, runs back I to mean, the locker room. Then I wouldn't have came out, but you know I guess Darby's better than us. I guess. I guess so. Uh, big uh, John McCarthy of Bellator gives his predictions. And now we got a, the super bad Kip Sabian with Penelope Ford going up against Ooh. Chuck Taylor with freshly squeezed Orange Cassidy. And no Trent this week? <laughs> no, no, no Trent this week at all. Uh, Jimmy Havoc's on the outside in the audience. So uh, Penelope Ford gets up on the ring to try to. Uh, Ooh, Lord have mercy. Uh, tries to taunt Chuck Taylor. It's not working. And then uh, as. Uh, uh, was Kip Sabian c- c- gets up 
gets distracted by freshly squeezed Orange Cassidy trying to <laughs> try to show I thought that was funny. But uh Jimmy Havoc comes out from the crowd, beats up Orange Cassidy, gives him a DT on the floor, which distracts uh Chuck Taylor, which gives Penelope Ford a chance to do the Hurricane Rana to Chuck Taylor and then uh Kip Sabian picks up the win. And uh it looks like Jimmy Havoc may be giving a temporary alliance with them. That would be a weird pairing, but this whole Kip Sabian thing is is uh is weird. We they supposed to tell us they tell us that he's super bad. He's supposed to be this just this super bad dude, but like he's like a like a I don't want to say a nerd, but like his tattoos, his interest gear, his finisher is all Harry Potter related. He's supposed to be super bad. Oh, I know Penelope Ford is. Well, she yeah. was the bad girl first. But, you, know, okay. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, now, uh, so we have Justin Law versus the chairman, Sean Spears. This match is nothing. Sean Spears doesn't take off his shirt for this matchup. He just, I mean, he I don't think he's going to be taking off his shirt <laughs> for a couple matchups. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised why. I don't know why he still wears I don't know why he don't wear the tights. He's, he's still wearing them. First of all, when Sean Spears came in, I didn't understand what his gimmick was. He had he had like the crazy contacts, and then he had you know uh, Tully coming out there with him, and then now he, he's back to just doing like Ty Dillinger shit. I um, wish they would let him be just Ty Dillinger, like he come out do the ten, be a face, yeah, and uh, embrace it because he'd definitely get a lot of pop. But you know, yeah. I guess he said he wanted to try his hand at being the heel. I guess, and then once again, you know, WWE has. The Sean Spears, I mean, the, the, the Ty Dillinger name, don't they? He could still say the perfect 10 or perfection or he could still hold up the 10. Oh. Uh, uh, so now it's time for the main event. An empty <sighs> arena, no holes barred match for the world championship. Jack Jake Hager taking on John Moxley. You know, Jim Ross will commentate by himself. Which, which made you all the need. By himself. By himself. Which Who made prime thought time this was on. a good idea? He wasn't bad for the whole thing. He, he, no, this Who thought Jim Ross for 45 minutes by himself was a good idea? Was it Cody? Was it Kenny? Was it the Bucks? Was it Tony? I it, need answers. It probably was. Uh... They do go out to do out the uh the area right there. Jim Ross has the line where he says, Why do they need security railings here? You know what I'm saying? There's nobody here. Good point. Uh they go up the stairs for a little bit. He does a, a figure four to Jake Hager's legs in, in a in one of the standing bars from the seats. And uh they come back to the ring, they get a, a chair out. Uh not much is really done with the chair, to be honest with you. It's, it's so weird. Jim Ross probably could have had the best commentary for his match. I still would have been annoyed because it was him saying it. Damn, bro. Because, uh, man, it's just... Oh, oh. Yeah. New Japan and watching New Japan has soured me on Jim Ross. And then watching him AEW really soured me more on Jim Ross. So, um, sorry. He's still one of the greatest, but just not now. You know. You're right. Uh... Uh, Did Moxley, you know I have a podcast called Grilling Jr. too? Jesus. Yeah, he had to fit that in there, too. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, he, he, he runs head first. Moxie runs head first into the chair, set up in the corner. Uh, Harry tries to pin him, but then he kicks out. 
He hits him in the in the ankle with the steel chair, goes for the ankle lock on Moxley. We counter taking down Hager and puts him in a submission. But he gets up and then uh they go back to knocking the blows. But uh uh was it Hager uses hits a low blow on Mox and then uh slugs a chair at Hager's face that drops him onto the chair with the paradigm shift. Paradise, yeah. And John Moxley covers Haggers and pins him for the three count. Okay, I have a couple a couple feelings here. Number one, okay. this match was all right. I mean, if you, if your match have Jake Hager in it to begin with, it's gonna only be all right. Yeah, because I like I said, I'm not a Jack Swagger Jake Hager guy. I'm not. I don't care if he's a legit fighter in, in Bellator. I don't care. I'm just not. In, it never been in his matches. Number two. They said it's an empty arena match. After we just seen Ciampa and Gorgano, like, literally brawl, pull up the apron, show the wood, have uh, uh, all kinds of weapons. They go out to the, to, the, to the semi-truck. There's nobody there to stop them. This did not, this did not even meet. It, it hey, they, gotta, the, <laughs> they gotta keep the set the same for the next uh, taping for in a couple minutes. It, it's, exactly. I was like, so... That, that right there, it didn't have a chance to breathe. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, I mean, I thought Jake Hager was better when he was just the muscle and he didn't have to wrestle. He just beat people up, and that's it. Yeah, but... He had to do full moves and put the string together moves or nothing. Yeah, well, now he has to do that. I mean, he's not a bad wrestler. He's just not... He's not it, bad, but now it seems like he's been wrestling almost every week since his debut when it yeah. took him like eight months to even wrestle. Exactly. So, so now, uh, like I said... It it failed to compare to the compare to the Gorgano and Chopper matchup that they had almost with the same amount of time, and I was like, this for an empty arena match, they did not they did not excel the, the use of the empty arena, so the match was boring. They definitely did not excel that commentary either. It, yeah, it, 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 and it, and it was not that many weapons. I was like, y'all really y'all really trying to have Hager in like a match match with Moxley right now? Like, where are the weapons? Where are the spots, where are the things? Because they go up to forward and back. It's like you, you look. You gonna have to be if you're gonna do an empty arena match with no audience, obviously, and so no holes barred. You you got to bring something to it. It wasn't that great. So, what is your rating for NXT or AEW? Who won this week? I'm gonna say NXT won this week. NXT won this week, and I think they won legit in the rankings. Yeah, they won uh, by, um, I want to say more, like a thousand, or maybe a little more than a thousand. Yeah, because I would say that, that main event did it hit. I mean, I watched it to see the Shaq show afterwards, but yeah, I was way more into NXT this past week. But you guys can post down who, what, what show did you guys like. But now we're going to move on for to finish out the rest of the podcast. All right, guys, so that was Wednesday Award. Thank you guys for staying with us. So the first time that we did a podcast too big for just one night. Oh, uh, my God. Come on now, man. We're going to make shirts. <laughs> I mean, hey, I, I'm, try, I'm, I'm, trying to get to, I'm, trying, I'm trying to make some masks, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know what I'm saying, uh, get the money as I can. Uh, so make sure you guys uh, check out SpacesFilly.com, the production we are a part of. Check out the content they have on SpacesFilly.com, such as the no, uh, excuse me, the both sides, Lulu and Pop, Lulu and Pop Horror Wars show, and the Market Dark show. Check out our content on there 
the No Gimmick Seated Wrestling Podcast, Nerdgasm Talk Podcast, Turntables Hip Hop Culture and Beyond, Drunk Dog Silver Tongue, and soon to be coming Ballers Lounge Podcast. Also, check us out on all your uh, podcast platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google Play, and check us out on uh, YouTube Premium. And if you guys got Google Play, you have YouTube Premium, but some people just like to listen to podcasts on YouTube. And uh, also, make sure you guys check out our website, TheRealNerdCoalition.com. Once again, that's TheRealNerdCoalition.com, where you guys can find your Nerd Coalition merch up there, the NC with the Shazam lightning bolt going through it, the retro NC logo, and of course, your boys, the podcast right here on the No Gimme Seat of Wrestling Podcast, t-shirts that are up there. More are to be coming since we got the rights to some of our stuff. Finally, Hootie-hoo. so more con- uh, more stuff should be coming up there. Uh, I'm really in- investing on seeing if we can get some masks up there to help everybody out during this uh, pandemic. So uh, make sure you guys check all that great stuff out. Make sure you check out my man Q Flow up there with the War Drum album up there on the RealNerdCoalition.com, along with his merch up there as well. The Q uh, Q Flow shirts, the Q Flow layover shirts, the dad hats, all that stuff coming up for summertime. And everything else. And you guys can find your favorite rapper's favorite rapper on all the music sites. I'm sorry for doing just doing it for you, Keith. You did flow. the whole thing. Oh, 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 it's all right. It's all right. I, I, nope, it's all right. I, I know. I'm selling it for him. I'm out here in this pandemic still telling you about Q Flow because I got the hoodie on. All right. You know what I'm saying? And make sure you guys check out the Prime Nostalgia Podcast, especially the latest episode. Uh-oh. Yes, uh, Prime, tell them about your latest episode, man. Yeah, I had on Trina McGee from Boy Meets World. It was a nice. Conversation. She talked about racism in Hollywood. So, uh, you, man, you should listen to that. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I, I, Meanwhile, we can't get Kel Mitchell to do a proper answer. Never mind. Now let's end the show. Yeah, I'm saying. Hey, <laughs> y'all asked him. So, uh, hey. so you, you, is he your next guest? Or are you turn him down? That, that, that'd be best up. Hey, man, prime time turn me down. <laughs> but, well, anyway, ch- make sure you guys check out. Prime Nostalgia Podcast I can't wait to go back on the show we, we've, we had fun doing the brackets in March Woo. during yeah. that time that was a ball yeah. that was a ball and uh, so let's get ready to close out so once again this is NCN Place to Be Church on Mr. A&D uh, the man of myth the reality Q Flow for the rookie alright everybody it's been real <laughs> uh, <laughs> this uh, guy uh, uh, not Deion Sanders for prime time alright y'all and the great sketch, lady sketch. Bro, fuck your outro, yo. Feeling <laughs> 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 <Stealing> my shit. <laughs> oh, and Q flow. Uh, without any lag or without any technical difficulties or any unsinking, please take oh, us out. Wow. Can you hear me? Can, 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 can you hear me? <laughs> that Teddy Riley echo, echo, uh. echo, To your ears, welcome to the show. We don't need any gimmicks, you already know. So sit back, relax, and hit the like button. Go and share with your friends and keep the likes coming. Swag on trivia and prompts top five. Either way, it's fun and you're hearing it live. Join with your host, Mr. A and E. Yeah, you know it's the place to be. It's in C.
Searching for just the right job? Whether you're looking for full-time, part-time, or seasonal work, you can get started today. Amazon Jobs offers the whole package with great pay and flexible shifts that allow you to choose when and how much you work. Find a warehouse close to home and discover the role that works for you. To get your application started for an hourly job, go to Amazon.com slash apply. That's Amazon.com slash apply. Amazon is proud to be an equal opportunity employer.